0: Daddy's boyos, it is time for Bizarre Podcast Dogs Must Die, episode two!
1: Oh my god. (laughs) Things are only going to keep ramping up from here.
0: You can call me Grant, you can call him Chip, and this is a show where we talk about the many events of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, This episode we are covering episodes six through
1: nine, nope, episodes four through six (laughs) of uh, uh, the first season. Well, we already said uh in the previous episode like oh here this is where it becomes jojo no this is where it becomes jojo no episode four is where it becomes jojo <laughs> yeah, i could see that i could also see an argument for episode five
0: but we'll get yeah. there <laughs> were, were you excited for for me to see these uh uh the, the beginning of these supernatural on um, supernatural powers
1: fights yes yeah, you know, even when you get through the first three episodes, it feels like, okay, we finally got into some fights. It feels like we've gotten to the what the core of the show is. And it's, no, it it takes until episode four for it to really kick in. <laughs> Um, so I guess
0: let's get right to that. Episode four is called Overdrive, and our cold open before the OP is is Speedwagon <laughs> putting Jojo on suicide watch? Because he's so sure. That he's so despondent after becoming houseless and, and fatherless. Never mind that he's loaded, successful, popular. Yeah. Uh, all of the rugby writers in England just want to jerk him off all day. <laughs> yeah, like I'm
1: I'm he, I'm pretty sure at this point, even though, sure, like, Jojo's family is gone, the house is gone, I'm pretty sure the money wasn't stored inside the house. I'm pretty sure that Jojo... <laughs> I bet he's also bummed. Like, Robert,
0: Mr. Speedwagon, you're right, he's probably a little bummed. Yeah. But I don't think he's quite that despondent. He has things to live for. Yeah. Not least of which is becoming England's most successful vampire slayer overnight. <laughs> As far as he knows.
1: Yeah, like, at this point, like, there's there's been no indication that there have ever been other vampires, at least not <laughs> in England. I don't know. I think he's set. I think he's he's got a couple different avenues.
0: So so then the, the OP hits, and uh, I was struck watching this mm-hmm. for, for the third time. If you add them up, Arena has more cumulative screen time just in those <laughs> than actual content so far.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But that is about to change, because as soon as it ends, we cut back to Speedwagon, who, who's peeking in on, on JoJo's uh, uh, bedside, and who is there but Arena herself. And he's reminded, "All right, my buddy knows more than one person.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's remarking upon, like, you know, oh, who is this? Oh, my God, how long has she been at, at this, you know, cooling JoJo's, like, burns and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, n- noticing that her hands are, like, all chapped. From, because like, even <laughs> bedside nursing is extreme. Yeah, extreme bedside nursing. She, she's just dunked her hands in that water so many times her hands are like all cracked and peeling. But I just want to say during this scene where Jojo and Arena recognize each other and go, oh, my God, hey, it's been so long because they basically had not seen each other anymore since Dio kissed her. Mm hmm. It's already been established that, established that Jonathan is fucking huge, but for some reason, this <laughs> scene in particular, where 90% of his- look like a motorcycle gas tanks. <laughs> yeah. Like, 90% of his body is in bandages, and for some reason, that makes it, just makes him look even huger. It is hilarious, the shot of him on the bed and his teeny tiny normal man-sized head and his gargantuan <laughs> body. Like, his neck is so thick. His neck is and wider his than his bandages- his bandages that are vacuum formed they are tucked into the crevices of his abs. <laughs> He's just so buff. If he flexes, it just gets, it just gets sucked into all the crevices there. He's so there. buff. <laughs> what did he eat? Did, there, did they have growth hormone in that stuff? Like, what happened to him? His dad wasn't nearly that huge. Maybe he was when he was younger, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) Maybe he shrunk. Maybe maybe that when you get older, you also get really tiny. I I do appreciate that in his uh, internal monologue,
0: Speedwagon calls Irina Florence Nightingale. Yes. uh, While Florence Nightingale is still alive. (laughs) She's like 40 years old at the time this takes place. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) That rules.
0: Uh, but yeah suicide watch is over jojo clearly has something to live for and it's the, the gentle touch of the chapped hands of his nurse
1: yay <laughs> yay <laughs> yeah speed wagon is just like oh thank god there's a woman here that he likes welp i'll take my <laughs> time leave. for me to go time for me to go godspeed jojo <laughs> So so then we cut back to old London
0: town, where uh, Dio has the world's fanciest wheelchair.
1: <laughs> yeah, his golden throne. He's being
0: yeah pushed around on, on a throne of kings by the, the poison vendor. Yeah. Uh, who's not just fed on, but apparently turned into a vampiric thrall. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: You know, you, you think in episode two, when they go like, hey, man, Jack the Ripper's around, but what's going to happen is going to be way worse. You think they're just doing that to compare. Yeah. You know, but no. It turns out that, that's not a comparison point. He's a character. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, Jack the Ripper's just in this. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, Dio's just getting pushed around in his fancy chair in the streets of London and just, bam, he found Jack the Ripper handily, very Mm -hmm. easily. Scotland Yard couldn't manage it.
0: Uh, It it took Johnny Depp uh, weeks to do what uh, (laughs) Dio could do overnight.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he just immediately goes, you know what, Jack the Ripper, you could be doing way better than just killing random ladies in the streets. Uh, and he Dio just straight up hypnotizes him vampire style and turns Jack the Ripper into another thrall of his that's how evil Dio is Jack the Ripper serves him <laughs> he's just a fucking henchman now <laughs> like a hypnotized henchman he doesn't even have his own agency anymore it's great
0: uh, so so. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Jojo h- has healed a-, a fair bit more. He, he at least he's up and ambulatory, taking nature walks yeah. with with the deer arena.
1: They're checking out the the
0: wreckage of the Jojo estate. Uh, and surely nothing suspicious at all about this stalker in a
1: checked top hat. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's totally fine. The yeah. most conspicuous stalker outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they do like. Two or three double takes of this dude walking behind them, and then the instant they look at him, he just, like, does a 180 or just, like, hops into a bush or whatever. Honey, I think that man in the ivory white long coat is following us. <laughs> How can you tell? It could be anyone. <laughs> but yeah, when they, they, they do a double take, and then when they look forward again, oh, he's in front of them, just chilling out, eating the sandwich? hmm hmm This fancy man already knows their names, already knows JoJo's, already knows Arena's. Uh, and he leaps twelve feet into the air, naturally, uh, and then lands it right in front of Jojo and pokes him really hard in the tummy with his pinky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because every time Arena is around, Jojo gets his ass kicked. Yeah, every time. <laughs> She's his kryptonite.
1: <laughs> yeah, Arena's like, "Hey, like, what the fuck? Why did you do that?" He's already injured. <laughs> Uh, and this dude. And,
0: and in response, this mysterious man uh, takes out a salt shaker and shakes salt
1: onto his sandwich? <laughs> what kind of freak are you? Yeah. I mean, he's just going, like, hey, don't worry. Like, I did that for a good reason. Just do that during the assembly phase of the sandwich, you monster. Yeah. Like, did you. Does it really need that much more salt? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, he, he's saying, like, hey, don't worry. I poked him for a good reason. And then JoJo immediately goes, oh, shit, my arm. And you hear just tons of (laughs) bone-cracking noises. And all these other fucked-up bodily sounds that should never happen. Yeah, his arm is healed instantly as
0: soon as he he takes a gasping breath from the pinky poke. (laughs) And and he proves it by lifting a rock and saying, lifting this rock is nothing. Why did you lift the rock, though? (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, I just love that. What are you
0: going to do with the rock, though?
1: Yeah, just... And it's not even like he... Like, the editing for this part is really funny to me, because it's not even like you see him go find a rock, bend down, pick it up to test out his arm. No, it's just like, oh, shit, my arm's healing. Hard cut to him picking up a big rock, and I can pick up this rock! (laughs) Sometimes
0: you just gotta know. You gotta know if you can lift a rock.
1: Yeah. Can I pick up that big rock?
0: Maybe. So uh, this man introduces himself as Baron Zapelli, he basically belongs on Dr. Oz. He, he has a, a theory of the body and, and energy and healing. <laughs> yes. That is
1: really exciting to, to all the readers of Goop. <laughs> yeah. It feels adjacent to like Reiki or something. Like, yes. yeah, Yes. Yeah.
0: It, it, like if Reiki was also Kung Fu. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Zappelli introduces this whole thing and he, before he even itra- like tells Jojo what this this power is he goes to demonstrate it once more by uh stepping into a little pond nearby mm-hmm. and he takes a deep breath while standing in front of this rock that a little frog is sitting on while Jojo remarks what type of mischief is he up to with that frog <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. What you doing with that frog bro <laughs> What you doing with that frog And uh Zappelli we got to rename the show "Frog Mischief." Frog Mischief. Zeppeli comes down on this frog with a, a powerful karate chop, uh, and while he's doing <laughs> this, <laughs> while he's in the middle of doing this, Jojo remarks he he's looking at the water that Zeppeli is standing in, and noticing that from his ankles out, there's tons of like glowing ripples uh, mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. out into the water. And Zeppeli uh, karate chops this frog in slow motion. An incredibly
0: calm frog to just allow this. This frog is super chill.
1: Yeah, the frog is completely unaware. He, in slow motion, you're seeing him getting the full impact of this karate chop. But then all of a sudden, the rock beneath the frog splits in half. And the frog's fine, and he just goes on his way.
0: No frogs were harmed in the making of this magic system.
1: Yeah. Now, dogs can't guarantee that. Do not know. Joe just like, hey, what the fuck is that? The frog is unharmed. There was no mischief done. Uh, (laughs) Zeppeli says, oh, that was Sendo that you saw. Now, Mm -hmm. while Zeppeli says, hey, this was Sendo, you're never going to hear that word again. What you're going to hear a lot about is Hamon. Hamon and ripples. Yeah. So what he did was channeled Hamon energy Mm -hmm. through the frog and into the rock. So only the rock was destroyed. Hamon is a breathing technique. You have to, if you breathe a certain way. It's very breath,
0: breathing is important. This entire episode of our show, so these three episodes of JoJo, Mm -hmm. are all about what Hamon can and can't do. Yeah. And I still don't get what Hamon can (laughs) and can't do. Okay,
1: so. Because
0: it's always laid out one fact at a time, and that's the thing that I do not like about it.
1: Yeah, so this is something that's going to happen with Jojo basically throughout the entire thing. There's going to be other times where different powers are introduced and they do a better job laying the groundwork of like, here's what this thing can and cannot do. But there's always going to be exceptions where it can do that thing it can't do. (laughs) Um, And that's because, especially in later parts of Jojo, uh, the creator Araki, He is a guy who, he seems, for a lot of the parts of JoJo, has a vague idea of what he wants the entire story to be like. But along the way, if he wrote something where he's like, actually, that limits me from doing this cool idea, I thought, he'll just go, you know what? I'm going to do that cool idea anyways, even if it might be contradictory. (laughs) And so, yeah, Hamon's kind of par for the course with that stuff. Yeah, it can do a lot. Kind of whatever in these, it needs. Except, for when, except it for when it can. Except for when it can. Except for when it can. Yeah. Hormone is supposed to be an, an energy, a ripple energy that you send out that is, it's naturally in every living thing. You're just amplifying it by breathing correctly. Um, yes. And keeping calm, essentially, because if you're, you're, you got erratic breath, you're going to have bad hormone energy.
0: Mm-hmm. So you gotta gotta be as calm as that frog that did not care it was about to get karate chopped into oblivion. (laughs) Yeah. That frog has powerful Hamon.
1: Yeah. But while Zeppeli is explaining, like, is introducing Hamon, he brings up the fact that he knows that the stone mask is not destroyed, and it's been his life's mission to track down that mask. Yes. And he also drops that Dio
0: still lives. Yeah. So Jojo got to think he won for around 10 whole minutes of animation. <laughs> <laughs> poor, yeah. poor
1: guy. Poor, poor guy. guy. And he was unconscious for a lot of that. Yeah. It's gotta suck when you own a dude so hard that you completely impale him in a giant statue and burn him alive, and that wasn't enough.
0: Ugh. But okay. It, but it's okay, because Hamon will be the key to, to actually defeating Dio.
1: When, when Jojo's arm was healed, that was done via Hamon in that when Zeppeli leaped in to poke... To poke Jojo's diaphragm in just the right way to force him to breathe in the correct Hamon way temporarily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um And
0: this awakened his Hamon energy as well.
1: Yeah. And like... I'm just thinking of Spanish for ham. I can't help it. ham Hamon. Ham on. <laughs> uh... But yeah, there's a point where the talking where Jojo like reaches up and just grabs like a tree branch and Zeppelin marvels that there are flowers instantaneously blooming from the branch. He's a natural this boy. Yeah, he doesn't even know he's doing it. He hasn't even been taught yet. Actually, I'm trying to remember. Has it, yeah, Zeppeli goes into his backstory a little bit later.
0: Uh, Zeppeli goes into his backstory a lot of times. A lot of times. Uh, the, the next actually. thing I've got in my notes is his first flashback, talking about his history with the mask.
1: Right. Yes.
0: Because you thought Jojo, the the uh, uh, expert anthropology student, was going to solve the the mystery of his father's mask. Fuck you. He's got a guy for that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, while they're while we're getting like a training montage of Jojo like sitting underwater with a big rock in his lap. <laughs> <laughs> but lifting the rock is nothing. It's it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, we get that that backstory from Zeppeli of he was the one to unleash the mask into the world years ago because uh, he was
0: also an anthropologist uh and and he discovered it In an ancient Aztec temple, Mm -hmm. explaining what's going on with the the end credits, uh, a whole, like, vibe and art style.
1: Yes, yeah, with, yeah, that whole, like, Aztec mural with the blood filling it, Mm -hmm. yeah. It got loose and accidentally created uh, a vampire
0: on his, his sailing ship coming back to europe with, with all of their their many spoils of plundering that that is 1800s uh, archaeology
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh and yeah everyone but him was slaughtered on the ship the guy who became the vampire was actually zeppeli's dad welcome to bad dads the show we got to call it either bad dads or frog mischief <laughs> <laughs> and zeppeli got lucky he was the only he only lived because the sun came up and also killed his dad Lots of mm-hmm. people get lucky with the sun coming up on these vampires. Uh,
0: so it's a good thing that hormone is like having the sun in your blood through your breath that yes. can be communicated by punching.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the the hormone ripple <laughs> energy is the same energy that is given off by the sun. So it's it's great for fighting vampires. It's great. It's Although, great for fighting vampires. They uh, right before they say, hey, Hamon is the same energy as the sun, which is a pretty easy way of saying, like, this is why it's good for fighting vampires. They say a different thing that never comes back, which is, ah, because Dio is a living thing, uh, he has Hamon energy within him naturally, so the way to Mm -hmm. defeat him is by overloading him with too much Hamon energy. That never comes back. It's just, it's the same, it's it's punching with the sun, basically.
0: I, I also like this because, yeah, Hamon is both... The thing vampires feed on when they drink people's blood, but it's also the power of the sun which hurts vampires.
1: <laughs> yeah, that line, like, just just erase it from your memory because it it's it's one of those things where it's like it does not come back or matter. It's just they're punching with the the same energy of the sun.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's like boktai, but without the gun. Yeah, pretty bok much. Boktai punching. Yeah. And you don't even really need to recharge like with the Sun. It's just as long as you can breathe like you're good
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> one, one of the things about how Hamon works is like wait, is it this or is it this who knows? Oh, oh, oh. Uh,
0: so now it's time for a road trip because a uh, uh, Speedwagon ha- has heard some scuttlebutt and thinks he knows where Dio is mm-hmm. so uh, our, our three big boyos
1: <laughs> are piling into a carriage <laughs> Uh, and also, Jonathan, while they just immediately go to this this town, Wind Night Slot, it's called, mm-hmm. Jojo's just thinking to himself, like, damn, I didn't tell Arena that I was leaving. <laughs> Hope I live. Sucks to be her. Yeah. Uh, anyway, his bow tie is
0: overwhelmed by his mighty neck.
1: <laughs> it's such a tiny is, bow
0: tie. Why is
1: he wearing a bow tie? Because he is dressed like a couture newsboy? <laughs> I love JoJo's outfit for this part of the show. I love his little, like, (laughs) comma embroidery on on his uh, uh, lapels. Yeah, yep. I'm wondering if JoJo picked that out thinking like, ah, this is my best Fancy Lad combat outfit. Or like, what was the thought (laughs) behind this choice? No, it's a disguise. Dio will never recognize him dressed like
0: that. (laughs) (laughs) The bow tie is so good because the bow tie... It is comical because it is overwhelmed by the neck. But if it was any larger, it would be comical in its own right. There is no way that this bow tie is not funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like at a certain point, it would no longer be a bow tie and just like a gigantic like bow for a present or something like, <laughs> if it were any bigger.
0: Un- unfortunately, Wind Nights Lot is a secluded place, so secluded that there is a, a great wall around it. With a tunnel you have to go through. A tunnel is about 200
1: meters long. Yeah. It's a very long tunnel. And while they're going through, well, the instant they go into this dark tunnel, they remark, we're going to attack Dio while it's still daytime. Uh yes. So he cannot fight back. And we have the yes. advantage. And the instant, Strategy. They, the instant they say that, uh, the carriage comes to a stop. <laughs> the instant they're in that tunnel. In this dark,
0: sunlight-free tunnel, yes.
1: Yeah and they're like hey what's going on something suspicious going is going on here and when they they step out of the carriage uh the both horses have been decapitated
0: yes yes because jack is jack's back
1: <laughs> jack's and back.
0: Uh, he is is branching out uh <laughs> not just humans anymore
1: <laughs> yeah he, he decapitated these horses. For some reason, he took the time to take one of the horse heads and put it on top of the carriage rider's head, who also died. Not sure if it was just from having the horse head placed on him <laughs> or what. Everybody
0: needs a hobby. Everybody's got a sense of humor if, if you drill down far enough.
1: Yeah, But uh, I'm curious what your reaction was to watching the immediate next thing that that happens in this part.
0: This is the first time that (laughs) Elena had to ask, what the hell are you watching? (laughs) When she overheard my reaction. I like, was watching oh, with man. headphones. I made some sort of noise, and she's like, "What? What is? What are you doing?
1: Oh, what is that?" I wish I could have been there for this. I was waiting. <laughs> because for this. what happens? What happens <laughs> is that Jack the Ripper demonstrates no one on
0: earth has a greater commitment <laughs> to the idea of surprise than he. He has climbed inside the torso <laughs> of one of these decapitated horses through the the neck. And and, and pops out like, surprise, it's me (laughs) Somehow the horses remained standing through the entire ordeal That, I, wow
1: I love, so yeah, he he erupts from the horse's neck Somehow completely From the neck stump of the horse When he leaps out, he's brandishing two knives Or three? Mm -hmm. I think he might be holding one in his mouth too there's no point in counting the knives this guy has it's, as we will see yeah, shortly. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, he leaps out, but this isn't he doesn't even do like a surprise attack. It was just like look at this cool trick I can do because <laughs> once he erupts from the horse, he just lands there and like introduces himself as Jack the Ripper basically. <laughs>
0: he's the most undercover guy in the world and then he gets bored for like a second like
1: <laughs> no nah, i'm just gonna pop out yeah he just couldn't contain his excitement actually there is a bit before he erupts from the horse where just his head is peeking out from the neck step of the horse <laughs> it's so
0: good i thought he was standing behind the horse
1: but no yeah that's something that's a little easier to make out when it's not the netflix version because they yeah they censored the the horse's he's next made himself
0: into a horse duckin
1: <laughs> oh my god
0: I thought they looked majestic on the outside. Yeah. Uh. Uh, uh, uh. So uh, uh <laughs> sees what's happening and that this man has become a minion of Dio, yeah. which makes me wonder what if the minions
1: followed Dio? Woo. I don't know. I, actually, you know what? I'm it, it, cuz like I've said before, you can spoil some things from JoJo and it's just like I don't believe you. There's basically minions in a later part of JoJo. <laughs> Very close to minions actually. They're yellow, they're tiny, they're wacky. Like what, what if instead
0: of the the like poison seller pushing him around, it was a little yellow dude in overall. <laughs> it could work. Dio sucks the blood and and zombifies Jack the Ripper and then you hear papaya. ya <laughs> like, God damn it. Why not? Why not? Yeah, why not? It could work. <laughs> they follow the most evil person on earth.
1: <laughs> and if that's not deal, I don't know who is. Yeah. See, so yeah, the instant after Jack the Ripper pops out, Zeppeli, who now has a wine glass and a bottle of wine from somewhere, mm-hmm. jams his pinky into the bottom of the bottle <laughs> and then it starts pour- pouring wine from the bottom. He's got power pinkies. Yeah. While while pouring this wine from the bottom of the bottle into this glass, he's saying, you know, hey, stand aside. I'm going to make this. I'm going to chump this dude. (laughs) This guy's a zombie. He's and he goes on this big, long talk asking Jojo and and Speedwagon if they believe fleas are courageous. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) The courage of of the flea. (laughs) Oh, during all this, I should also mention that Jack the Ripper is shown how fucking crazy is because he stabs a knife straight through his face. His own face? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, knives start emerging from his body. Right, yes. He flexes really hard, and knives that he stabbed inside of himself previously come shooting out of his muscles.
0: These the zombies, the zombie minions of uh, uh, Dio, all seem to have some sort of elemental control over something about them in life. Yeah. So he he basically has mutant X-Men knife
1: powers, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Uh, oh, they also briefly, like, think about just, like, leaving the tunnel, but they say all of that out loud, so Jack the Ripper hears it and just picks up the entire carriage, horses and all, and chucks mm-hmm. it at the, the end of the tunnel and causes it to collapse. I
0: mean, th- this isn't just them discussing what they could do. This is part of Zapelli beginning his series of teachable moments throughout yes. the the episode, telling Jojo how to to think strategically by putting himself in his opponent's shoes mm-hmm. a- and uh, think of what would be the most advantageous thing for them to do next. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, if, if I were him, I, w- I would obviously block uh, our escape. And so that's exactly what he does. <laughs> This is what I have come to expect from JoJo fights. Is this point counterpoint, like chess match way yeah. of thinking? Yep. And so it's good to have it all laid out explicitly in the text. Thank you, <laughs> Sensei Zeppeli. <laughs>
1: yeah, in his in Zeppeli's first lesson of this episode, he you know he brings up that whole thing like, are fleas courageous? You know, no, they're just doing things on impulse, just like this zombie Jack the Ripper. While saying this, Jack tries to stab Zeppelin, but he just catches it with the wine bottle, mm-hmm. which is pretty impressive. <laughs> um, it's good wine. That's how you know. It's good wine. And he talks about basically just saying fear is the mind killer. Like, you know, you got to stay chill. <laughs> you got to stay chill to do on, man. You got to be courageous. You know, no matter how powerful zombies and, and their like can be, you know, they relinquish they relinquished even being able to be courageous when they took that form. And he kick and he kicks Jack the Ripper in the face real hard. Real hard. Real fucking hard. <laughs> uh partially melts Jack's face, sends him flying. For some reason this tunnel has a secret switch really high up. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's for access. It's it's an access panel for maintenance. Yeah, I guess that's what it is, but yeah, Jack flips that switch, opens up a secret passage, and, and flees into it.
0: And, and so now uh, uh, Zeppeli has decided that this truly is, uh, th- this is not a fight, this is a mentorship opportunity. <laughs> and so he, he charges Jojo with hunting down and destroying Jack the Ripper, which, <laughs> I, I mean, good, I guess. That, that's, that's a good thing for the world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there is a challenge. Yeah. He's given a, a glass of wine, and he must not uh, spill a single drop on his, his murder mission. And if he, <laughs> if, or else if he, he even is not m- worth teaching any farther. Uh,
1: yeah, even if a
0: single drop goes. And, like, if you're that thirsty, maybe just keep the wine.
1: You ever think of that, Baron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jojo goes into this, like, secret passageway, which, not really sure what this area was for. <laughs> it's just, it's just like a maze, a secret yeah. maze. It looks like
0: uh, they're, they're chasing each other in, in like, an Egyptian pyramid or something. Yeah. There, there's there's something very Tomb Raider-y about this <laughs> secret passage.
1: Yeah. And so, he, you know, JoJo's carrying the glass of wine. He's, he also brought a torch with him. And Jack the Ripper comes flying by. With what with can only be described as a contraption. <laughs> some type of big contraption the size of Jack the Ripper himself. That's... It's... It's 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 a a hair clip. It's a a hair clip for giants. Yeah, it's a gigantic hair clip that's ready to to cut you into teeny tiny pieces. I don't know how Jack (laughs) the Ripper in this single scene flies through the air with it. It's not like he leapt into the air with it. He's just flying.
0: (laughs) He got punched by a vampire. Dio gave him an assist. That's how people fly directly horizontally.
1: Yeah, if you want to go that far, even like 40 feet at least, you know, you just get like a glancing blow and you just, you just <laughs> sail so
0: jojo uh reasons that he, he's a sitting duck uh he's painted a target on his back by carrying a lit torch so he's, he's got to ditch that yeah uh so it's a good thing the dramatic fight mood lighting uh picks up the slack
1: <laughs> yeah it kicks in right now everything gets all blue and red and weird looking jojo's slowly walking in the dark uh looking for for jack we see that Jack is just on the right around the corner, just waiting for Jojo to to round the corner here. But he finds a moment of clarity in yeah. his glass of wine. Yeah. To which
0: I say, same. We've all been there. <laughs> uh, he he sees that it is beginning to ripple, and he uh, is reminded to to trust his hamon.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is one of those things. It's like, okay, hamon can do that too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, sure. But sure, like the the ripples. That he is sending out into the wine is kind of acting like a detector of sorts, zombie radar. I, yeah, I suppose it's it, it. The the ripples are heading out and and either hitting the bit of hormone that's still in the zombie or something, you know, whatever. Uh, but it's made it clear to Jojo that on the opposite side of the wall where he is currently standing, Jack the Ripper is hiding there, mm-hmm. and so he punches that wall and sends the hormone through the wall to the other side much uh, like a frog
0: much like a frog he does some wall mischief
1: yeah and of course th- i think this is one of our our first like like attack names we get yeah now that we have yes Hamon. Uh, we get sendo hormone overdrive <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it travels through the wall and it hits jack he just get he just gets fucking owned he immediately vaporizes
0: congratulations jojo good you job. did it you, you you punched a zombie real good
1: yeah zeppelin is just like damn sounds like he owned that that zombie and that's (laughs) (laughs) oh there was there was also like some lesson zeppelin was trying to teach jojo where he he was bringing up vikings i forget what what exactly that was there there were no
0: vikings until the wind made them
1: right that's what he was telling we
0: overcome through adversity
1: yeah yeah and uh yeah that's the episode of or, that's the end of episode four, Over That's the end of
0: episode four. That takes us right into episode five, The Dark Knights. Oh, boy. We, we start with a video by the, the Wind Knights lot, uh, <laughs> a chamber of commerce. <laughs> we, we learn a little geography lesson. Uh, like, for one thing, this town has Middle Earth geography, not the south of England. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Also, it, it uh, was home to both a Knights training school and a coal mine for convicts. They had crime coal. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love Jojo does this every once in a while where they they when they really want to set like the scene for a new area, they give you like a little like three minute history lesson on it like this. Mm-hmm. it's uh It happens a couple times in, in slightly different variations. And I I'm a fan of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So then we we cut to the OP and then the action which is basically our our three uh uh hunky fellas uh <laughs> uh n- now uh, on foot since they've lost their carriage mm-hmm. into Wind Knight's lot not in, in the advantageous time of day they they wish to arrive.
1: Yeah. We immediately hear like a thump and and a groan and when Jojo turns around we see that speed wagon was asking Zeppeli to get some hormone as well, Uh, but Zeppeli just fucked it all up, and he poked him in the wrong spot and just hurt him bad instead. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last. That's the only time they're going to attempt to give Speedwagon hormone. <laughs> he is. He is absolutely stuck in the battle commentator role.
0: <laughs> and like a lot of his commentary is taken away. He he. Uh, Speedwagon still knows all that lurks in the hearts of men that yeah. is his domain but uh, zeppeli knows everything else <laughs> yeah Ze-
1: zeppeli knows the past he knows the present Yep. he, he knows the homo <laughs> yeah Speedwagon is just for judging people's characters and usually i feel when he's judging somebody's character it's just like wow that guy seems fucked up i wouldn't <laughs> hang out with him if i were me which i am You could replace Speedwagon with a cootie catcher. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically.
0: (laughs) Uh, so so Zeppeli uh, uh, mutters something in Italian that Speedwagon does not understand. I, I guess we should mention that Zeppeli loves to pepper in uh, oh, yeah. Italian words and phrases yeah. uh, all the time. He, he exclusively called the wine vino in the previous episode. Yeah. Molto bene, I, all that stuff. as a person who studied Italian for two years for my college's uh, uh, language requirement, mm. know that he offered a thousand apologies. Ah, there you go. Uh, huh. I
1: finally used that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i like i mentioned the the first episode Araki's a just he just fucking loves italy and he tries to put italian whatever and stuff as much mm-hmm. as he can and yeah so we already got one italian character not the not the last either but yeah even in the japanese dub they sprinkle in the italian phrases which is pretty <laughs> nice. fun they have a little extra oomph in the in the in the japanese dub i don't know why but... <laughs>
0: Soon, they are waylaid by their, their first obstacle here
1: in Widenight's Lot. Uh, <laughs> a very elaborate pickpocketing scheme. <laughs> yeah, I cannot imagine the amount of setup and also, like, waiting you have to do to make this <laughs> specific got, w- thing work. You gotta get your marks in this exact spot. <laughs> yeah, there is a child who has set up... What's the word I'm looking for here? Not quite a trebuchet... Uh, a sling? A sling? Sure. He, this kid has set tied himself up to a rope that it, it is tied around something, and he cuts it. And when he cuts it, it fucking slings him across the road, so that when he mm-hmm. goes flying, he can nab <laughs> something from from. Whoever he's, who he's stealing from, and then go...
0: In this case, a briefcase with every penny to our trio's <laughs> name.
1: Yeah. So he just goes flying, snabs that, and then like catapults himself into uh, a pond that he swims across very quickly uh, yes. and starts climbing up a rock face to get away from them.
0: But that's not going to stop these supernatural heroes. <laughs> oh, no. Because Zeppeli can walk across water. Yeah. Well, I say walk. He can breathe... Uh, uh, do like praying mantis hands, <laughs> and then hop across the water, making a very silly noises oh, with every oh, step.
1: Oh, oh. Yeah, it's if he walks on water, he walks on water like a freaking idiot. Like
0: now, imagine you're a human trebuchet pickpocket.
1: <laughs> Whoa, what what's that man doing? Was that?
0: Yeah, what, what was, was that, that noise? <laughs> what was that? Are you okay? Are you okay dear? What happened? Do you need help? Okay. <laughs> a, a metal shelf came up. I don't know which metal shelf came oh, no. apart. Uh, but apparently it's fine and my assistance is not required. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's a scary noise. Yeah, I, I heard don't that like briefly
1: that. And I was just like, that was not a good noise.
0: So as I was saying, imagine you are a human trebuchet based pickpocket. <laughs> yeah. And you are certain you are the strangest person in town. <laughs> Who could possibly a- approach that? <laughs> and then a very fancy man starts going, hop, 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 <laughs> chasing you across the surface of a pond. <laughs> And then his very fancy lad sidekick makes his own hopping noises to follow. Yeah. But he's not quite as good at it. Yeah, uh, he, Jojo, he, his shoes get wet as as he sinks about an inch and a half beneath the surface with every step.
1: Yeah, he, he's not quite in the same level as Zeppelin yet. Uh, but yeah, they, they cross the pond. They get up to the, the cliff face that the kid is climbing. Jojo punches the cliff face, sends him Homo through it so that it mm-hmm. travels up and just kind of shakes the rock that the kid is currently climbing and, and sends him flying into JoJo's gigantic arms. <laughs> I don't
0: know if they'd be very, like, cushiony. They seem
1: rock hard. Yeah. Like, that kid probably hurt himself real bad falling into those arms. Like, especially because the art style for the start of JoJo, all the buff men have a decent amount of sharp angles to them. Like, I feel like you could cut yourself on certain parts of JoJo. Especially the
0: nose?
1: Oh, yeah, the, the nose. nose. And the cheek, oh, the cheekbones. Boy. The cheekbones. Yes. Super, super, like, razor sharp looking. But, yeah, when they start talking to this kid, they realize that he had been hypnotized. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He had been hypnotized by Dio. And now Dio has them exactly where he wants them and when, which means
0: part of Dio's plan <laughs> was predicting hopping across a pond making goofy noises. <laughs> he's a mastermind of this he, Dio.
1: Dio is, he's brilliant, this man. Yeah, he lured them to exactly the place they wanted and at the correct time too because the instant they realize where they are, a graveyard, the sun immediately goes down. Yes. I mean, it was already sunset, but damn, the sun goes down fast. <laughs> like this part really feels like a like a stage play or something too because it feels like the the crew just changed the lights. Yes. Or something. Yes. For for dramatic effect.
0: The the backdrop switched flies just like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now Dio has appeared, announced himself, made himself known once again, and so th- the show can begin. Dio's here.
1: Yeah. Tons of, of, of zombies are coming out from the graveyard, still fully armored, a lot of them. That's how you bury a knight. Okay. I guess. I don't know. It seems like you could use that armor. <laughs> seems like it, <laughs> at at this point in time, it still takes a lot of work to make fucking armor yeah when the zombies start appearing and you know while dio appears he doesn't just appear in front of them he's doing it in a really extra way where he's standing on top of the tallest most skinniest like peak of like just mm-hmm, a big stack mm-hmm. of rocks and while th- this is happening uh speed is basically just saying to no one else but himself ah shit i was trying to steal myself so i could fight dio but i'm a fucking coward <laughs> this sucks <laughs>
0: This, this moment is when uh, Speedwagon becomes what I like to call Tall Krillin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he is yeah. very much Krillin at this point. <laughs> the only thing he's got up on Krillin is that he's still got a nose. I, I mean, his hat is even kind of a Destructo disc sort of thing. Yes, yeah. Remember, <laughs> he's, his, he's Tall Krillin. Wow, remember when Speedwagon had a, had a knife hat? What happened to that <laughs> knife hat? That could come in handy right about now. uh uh, so so
0: now dio starts monologuing of course Mm -hmm. uh in in the middle of uh battle with uh zeppeli zeppeli's here to finish the fucking job right Mm -hmm. uh so who taught dio about hamon he
1: he knows all about the hamon hmm again i i have to imagine dio's just super well read i guess Uh, dio before becoming a vampire was going to be a lawyer I don't know if that would expose him to the knowledge of Hamon somehow. And all lawyers know about secret breathing, fighting, healing techniques
0: <laughs> from Tibet. Yeah. So, so yes, Dio knows about Hamon, so he knows how to stop Speedwagon's attacks against him. Speedwagon tries to
1: punch him full of Hamon. Or rather but, Zeppeli, not Speedwagon. Uh, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> Obviously, Speedwagon's not punching anybody he's, today. He's
1: watching thirty feet out- off camera going like, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> Zeppeli is, you know, enacting the plan. He he's tries to punch a bunch of Hamon into Dio's arm, but Dio has a
1: plan for that. Oh, I also just want to bring up right before this happens. I really love the exchange of, you know, Dio revealing that almost. All but one of his wounds that JoJo gave him in the fight two episodes ago have healed because oh yes yes yeah he's eaten so many you know he's fed on so many people from from this town and Zeppeli like remarks you know how many people you know have you have you killed Uh, and Dio (laughs) retaliates with how many loads loaves of bread have you eaten in your lifetime. (laughs)
0: Which is an unfair question, because Zeppeli only eats the finest Italian breads.
1: Yeah, and only if it's yeah. properly salted enough.
0: I, I love the Dio's uh, motivation in this fight, or at least the, what he brags his motivation is. Yeah. Uh, is to, to just drain Zeppeli dry so his tummy looks good for beach body season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and to be honest, like if Dio left that one scar there in his tummy, it'd probably look kind of cool. Like, <laughs> I don't even think you really need to heal that last wound there. Yeah, anyway, Zeppeli goes to punch to punch Dio with some some hormone, but gets punched back with anti-hormone. <laughs> I love the explanation for this. So go go for it. Lay it out. <laughs> okay, this is what Dio cl- claims he did. So yeah, Zeppeli's fist connects with Dio's palm. Zeppeli's arm freezes and then cracks a whole lot, and, and it's, his arm starts to bleed profusely. And Dio's unharmed because, as a vampire, he has ultimate mm-hmm. control over the functions of his body. Yes. So he, in just his, his arm, vaporized all of the moisture within it, which mm-hmm. apparently pulls in nearby heat, which then flash freezes <laughs> Zeppeli's arm naturally and because it's super sweat is what he's yeah, done it's super sweat so by freezing zeppeli's arm uh he has constricted blood flow which means that he cannot cause hormone to be channeled through that arm <laughs> i can buy like freezing your arm makes it hard because it's breathing and blood flow and stuff but like the <laughs> dio's science behind it. <laughs> Like, you didn't even need that part, and I love that this vampire is explaining this part. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: We we get a little bit of Mr.
0: Wizard in the middle of our JoJo.
1: Yeah. Uh, So, speaking of
0: JoJo himself, he he has to jump in for the assist, and that uh, begins the
1: weirdest high-five I've ever (laughs) seen. Yeah, so while while this is happening, this isn't like Zeppeli is just standing on the ground next to Dio trying to punch him. No, he is frozen in midair in a cool-looking pose punching dio and now so is jojo because uh dio was about to punch zeppeli and shatter his arm and all that dio and zeppeli were about to punch fist on fist once again
0: but jojo's flat outstretched hand is between them yeah sandwiched between them and that stops the punch that stops the punch because uh, now he can like channel his hormone, and they could do a, a two for one ham sandwich special.
1: Yeah, but now Dio does the reverse, and he freezes his own arm, which means the hormone <laughs> cannot travel through it because it's frozen. <laughs> and so he's he's taunting them with phrases like
0: "anemic" and "save your breath" because Dio thinks he's funny.
1: Yes. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> so yeah, what hormone can and cannot be conducted through? varies a little bit episode to episode like it could go through a thin concrete wall but ice it can no thank you i no, guess no. ice just because it's like ah it's cold the opposite of the sun sure but <laughs> you know whatever uh if if we're just, if this is working on like rpg elements sure it makes sense <laughs> yeah that that attack doesn't work either dio sends both jojo and uh zeppeli Hurtling towards the ground, which I should also mention, uh the little boy that was hypnotized is still with them, just latched <laughs> on to Jojo's back like a little baby monkey or something. <laughs> uh he also introduced himself. The little kid's name is Poco. We all love Poco. Poco's a good boy. Oh uh, Poco. Yeah, there's like a gross shot too of like when Jojo and Zeppelin are sent flying, like Dio's frozen fist, you know, was, was touching Jojo's, so when he goes flying, like all the yeah, skin oh, on his yes, palm it's... gets torn off. Uh, and, and it's just like flapping in the wind as he, as he bleeds Oh God, it's so gross it's gross. It's
0: pretty gross. Dio could easily finish them off now, but he won't. <laughs> yeah. he, he's going to to call in some more of his minions.
1: yeah he he t- calls forth two knights, Tarukis and Blueford. hmm the the ground beneath Jojo lifts up into the air, uh, and these two knights are below it there's one like kind of more normal jojo sized man which is still huge and then and one, one man who is 15 feet high <laughs> fucking huge dude and yeah he he it, it's his hair clip that jack the ripper was flying around oh on. that makes sense uh this rock that has lifted up the the ground uh is being held up by this giant dude and he's holding up just by one finger mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so he's tough i love this bit because it's not just, hey, here are two like mini bosses for you to fight before you can eventually get to Jojo. Uh no, we need to know who these mini bosses <laughs> are. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They they have lives, you know. They're fully
0: realized three-dimensional characters.
1: Yeah, and maybe you wrote more notes on this than I did, so you might be able to explain their backstory a bit more uh succinctly than me. Well, but before we get to their backstory, uh, we we have the problem of
0: Zeppeli's severe oh yes uh, uh, frostbite bef- to, to take care of before gangrene uh, sets in. Right, and this is where Speedwagon becomes useful because yeah. uh, uh, he he reminds the Baron that he has the hottest abs in all of Old Blighty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, he's telling Zeppeli like, hey, I've heard that like in the Arctic they have treated frostbite. And and stuff, uh, by cutting open like the the stomach of a seal or whatever, and sticking your your arm in like the the, the fat mm-hmm. to keep it warm. He doesn't do this himself. He just has really hot abs. <laughs> they're glowing red. They, they they're, are so hot. They are straight up in the show sizzling, <laughs> and. And so he just grabs Zeppeli's arm and just presses it up against his bare abs, and you can hear it sizzling like they're fucking cooking an egg on it. You and, know that makes grilled hamon. Ah, <laughs> yum. Uh, and I love that, like while he, you know, you know, Zeppeli is, is telling Speedwagon, like, you know, you don't have to do this. Like, like he's sacrificing something. <laughs> he's not. He's just pressing his arm against his sizzling hot abs. And and also, Speedwagon is acting like this is extremely difficult because he's like grimacing. He's like he's got sweat <laughs> running down his face. Like what and, is? He and doing? I was
0: wondering. I was wondering if this was another like broadcast version censorship thing. Like, did did uh, Speedwagon cut open his, his abdominal wall? No, and then <laughs> take a fist literally to the guts.
1: Absolutely not. Even in the manga, <laughs> he's just got smoking hot abs. which it's it's one of my favorite little speed wagon bits that happens oh it's the best he's my favorite (laughs) great sacrifice (laughs) (laughs) just putting an arm up against my my abs also it's really funny speed wagon is also fucking ripped oh yeah that doesn't matter though (laughs) no (laughs) he's also a huge buff dude but it just it doesn't matter he's just not a fighter It, it
0: raises his core temperature that that's it yeah (sighs) <sighs> uh, 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 so before we start off a, another fight revolving around the bylaws of Hamon mm-hmm. uh, that we don't understand <laughs> until they're immediately relevant, yes, uh, we, we have to uh, uh, get another bit of, of uh, Robert's expertise as he reads the souls of these two knights. God. Uh, and then we get a full flashback into their history. See, they were knights uh, loyal to Mary, Queen of Scots, in her struggles uh, against uh, Queen Elizabeth I, mm-hmm. who looks like the stone mask with lipstick. Uh, <laughs> she when, does. when they put her face up. It's very strange. She
1: really does.
0: Yeah. And like, if I want some some House of Stuart propaganda, I'll just like watch Macbeth. I, I don't need this in my life, but whatever. <laughs> we're We're cutting back and forth in this sequence between yeah. Jojo trying to fight these two and the backstory. So let's just cover the backstory, I guess.
1: Yeah, let's just get all that out in one go, I guess.
0: So as uh, the these struggles between uh, Mary and Elizabeth uh, are are going back and forth, Mary, Queen of Scots, is, of course, uh, captured mm-hmm. and and imprisoned in a castle tower.
1: This is factually accurate. <laughs> I like that the show says it's a series of castles. I don't know if that part was accurate, but it just made me think that she was getting moved from Castle of castle, like she's fucking Princess Peach or something.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, these knights are uh, also eventually captured after many valiant battles mm-hmm. and uh, given uh, uh, the choice to sacrifice themselves because if they are executed... Uh, Queen Mary will be released and they're like you know what it is our chivalrous duty to take this deal and go to the chopping block so they do and as uh the the axe is about to come down on their necks uh they are informed that it was all ruse Mary was executed days ago Mm -hmm. uh this is all for naught and then uh the the Tarakis, the big guy yeah, his body uh, takes like eight different swings to chop the head. Yeah, off. they
1: they straight up the executioner straight up break multiple axes yeah. <laughs> while trying to chop his head off because his his neck muscles are so huge and tensed up from the rage. And Blueford, who has uh, just
0: incredible uh, 80s metal hair <laughs> yeah, uh, that is prehensile, as in this cutting we, we have seen by the time we get to the point he dies. yeah, Something about his hair falling down on the foot of the executioner and
1: doing something. I don't remember what his decapitated
0: oh, hair did. So
1: his hair wraps around the legs of the executioners and cuts their legs up. Okay, okay. Yeah. So so
0: much like Jack the Ripper, when he became a zombie, had, like, elemental knife powers, <laughs> now Blueford has, like, a, a hair not unlike Medusa of the, the Inhumans uh, for, from <laughs> Marvel Comics. Yeah. And Blueford's great strength means, yeah, he's a literal giant.
1: <laughs> yeah. When they start the fight with Jojo here, Zeppeli is still out of it. He's still getting his, his arm baked. <laughs> Zeppeli and Speedwagon just getting baked together. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're bros now. The fight is only between Blueford and JoJo. The really big guy Tarukis uh, stays mm-hmm. out because uh, Blueford is like a honorable knight. He's he immediately judges JoJo is uh, the stuff of heroes, and he wants a yes. honorable one-on-one battle with him. It's it's.
0: That great trope where they, they love him so much, they must kill him.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would be an honor to kill this man. I respect you so much, you have to die by my hand. Yeah, and while they're about to fight, uh, a random low rank zombie j- leaps out at Jojo to bite him, and Blueford zips into frame, goes like, Hey, th- this is our fucking fight, get the hell out of here. <laughs> and with a single finger swipes at the zombie's face and tears his nose off and we get a cut of like the whooshing anime lines background like really fast and it's just Mm -hmm. this zombie's nose on blooper's finger and it goes sniff sniff (laughs) it's very gross
0: and very silly
1: (laughs) that's in the manga too and like i remember reading it before watching the show and just going like what the fuck was that (laughs) <laughs> why was why was that even drawn why do we have to see the zombies cut off nose go sniff sniff, sniff, sniff. <laughs> what's it smelling <laughs> What what's happening is someone
0: baking one of these many breads we've discussed
1: <laughs> for as much like jojo is weird because sure like by the fourth episode you've got jack the ripper emerging from inside of a horse and he flexes and knives inside of his body shoot out like there's so many little things i think people forget like the quick cut of the zombie's nose going stiff sniff sniff <laughs> <laughs> and we will not let them <laughs> yeah but yeah now that that random zombie's out of the way it's time for blueford and jojo to fight jojo tries going for a punch but blueford's hair wraps around jojo's hand and it's like sucking the blood out of his hand which makes hamon bad yeah because hamon is blood f- with the sun sun blood yeah it's Again, Zeppeli's exp- has like a scientific explanation for that earlier in the previous episode, where it's like the breathing, the proper breathing enriches your blood cells, and that's what causes hormone to flow through you and the blood, something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, something like that. But yeah, blood is important to hormone. You don't got blood, you can't do it. <laughs> Jojo's able to free himself because he uses his other fist. Whoa, to do a little hormone punch in the hand on the the hair to break it apart. Punches hair. He punches yes. the hair. Yeah, Tarukis isn't doing anyth- anything in this fight except every, like, two minutes, we just get a cut of Zeppeli and Speedwagon going like, oh, shit, Tarukis is right here. And he's just, like, <laughs> sitting there being really big and holding a gigantic <laughs> sword and just standing there and looking evil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a bit I really like where uh, Blueford leaps at Jojo, and he's got both of his hands behind his back. Mm-hmm. And JoJo's thinking, oh, he's he's not showing what he's gonna do. What's what's gonna happen? Which hand is gonna pull out the sword? And then Blueford's hair, his hair pulls out the sword. Yeah, his hair pulls out the sword and swings it. And I love that, like, so JoJo and you know is thinking this out loud. And then he can't just ask, you know, think the question: which hand's gonna pull the sword? And then you see the hair pull the sword out. And then the narrator goes, "It was his hair that pulled the sword out." <laughs> I I do love moments when characters and the narrator are in conversation. Yeah, I I love it. <laughs> um but yeah, at this point like Blueford knocks Jojo into body of water that's nearby that's really deep mm-hmm. uh and that they had
0: hup 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 to cross not too long ago. Yes.
1: And at this point Dio is just like, "Oh man, you know, JoJo's underwater. He won't be able to breathe and and do any hormone nope. or anything. I no breathing fuck. means no hormone, yeah. so he's fucked.
0: Also, no breathing means no breathing,
1: so he's <laughs> fucked. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. At this point, Dio's just like, ah, well, there's basically nothing left to see here. I'm gonna go fuck off and eat a lot more people. Mm-hmm, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna convert this entire city into my thralls, and then uh, from there, I'm gonna conquer the world. You got to start somewhere. It's not a bad plan.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so Jojo and Blueford are are underwater, and they are describing what this means for their <laughs> tactics now. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Because Jojo, as a living creature and a Hamon user, that's two reasons he needs to surface to breathe. Yeah. While uh, uh Blueford can uh, uh, survive underwater indefinitely. However, it makes his uh, cumbersome armor a, a real liability to fight underwater. Mm-hmm. So if it weren't for the breathing thing, Jojo would be at an, at an advantage. Yeah. Blueford says this because he is an honorable combatant, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah so Jojo does the uh, uh, surprising thing instead of swimming up he swims down Jo <laughs> J- Jonathan Joestar would destroy the Gom Jabbar. <laughs> he would put his head in the
1: pain box take that Reverend Gaius Mohame fuck your tests yeah this is uh, when I first like read slash watched this you know there were some things that made me go like what the fuck like Jack the Ripper and all that <laughs> But for some reason, the first really iconic thing for me that was like, fucking what? Was Jojo's <laughs> battle tactic of, I need air. I'm going to keep swimming down. instead of Up towards the air. Like, I remember like yelling at the screen the first time that happened. But it all makes sense
0: because we get a flashback. We get a memory <laughs> of the best character in the whole show, Danny.
1: <laughs> He's back for one brief Danny's moment. Danny's back, maybe. <laughs>
0: Uh, Danny's back providing guidance to to our hero in his time of need. It is a memory of young Jojo uh, trying to take his toy gun away from Danny, and Danny (laughs) won't let go because dogs like to play (laughs) tug-of-war. Yeah. It's a thing dogs enjoy doing. Yeah. And so uh, George gives him the advice to just, hey, hey kid, give the dog a gun. I'm a good dad. (laughs) Just give it to him, and then the dog won't care, and he'll let it go. Mm -hmm. it works and i kind of wish it wasn't a toy gun because that would be a lot more fun to imagine yeah (laughs) so so this is his inspiration for swimming down not only that but also jonathan's knowledge that this was an old mining town Mm -hmm. so uh there are crisscross tunnels beneath everything so surely there are trapped pockets of air he (laughs) lifts up a stone and and Just slurps up an air bubble, like, the opposite
1: of watching astronauts drink in the space station. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So so basically what Jonathan does here is what Sonic the Hedgehog does. Yes! That's in my notes. This is what Sonic the Hedgehog has been doing all these years. Yeah. Literally, the only thing missing from Jonathan sucking out that air bubble (laughs) is getting a little uh, uh-uh noise. Like...
0: And this gives him just enough hamon to punch the shit out of Blueford.
1: <laughs> yeah, because water, as as I guess has been previously established, because we saw it with the frog. Okay, and stuff. okay. Because of the
0: ripples, the, the, yeah, the okay, ripples. Sure.
1: And and stuff. Water is a very good conductor of hamon energy. So now he can just, from long range, just punch hamon at Blueford, and it hits him like right in the fucking face. Uh, and that no- knocks him clean out of the pond. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Get a cliffhanger of Blueford getting punched. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, so we get a new attack name. The The underwater punch is underwater turquoise blue overdrive. Yes. <laughs> yes. What's really funny about the Homo stuff is, yeah, these are the attack names for the manga, but the manga was in black and white. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny that all these attack names are, are color based. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, it, it gave the uh, anime uh, uh, art director something to work with.
1: That's true. Yeah, <laughs> a, a
0: square one to start from. Yeah. Uh, so that takes us to episode six now. Tomorrow's courage. You might think Blueford is dead. You are wrong. It, it's going to take more than two solid hits to to knock out this guy.
1: Yeah, he does get knocked out of the water though, and then they're they're back on land. Blueford says something about like, ah, we're fighting in our natural element again. Or fucking <laughs> something stupid like that. His face is starting to crack up.
0: It is. It is. Uh, this is when I realized that if you could just monologue forever mm-hmm. while your opponent is in mid-leap, they would be effectively trapped there forever and <laughs> defeated. Your allies could do whatever needed to be done. You, you'd, It'd just be like holding them in a half Nelson forever, but with your voice. Yes. and voice relies on breath, which means this is a Hamon technique, which
1: means it's valid. I win. Fuck hell. Yeah Yeah, we get the we get the OP and then we're back in Jojo tries to go in for like a rapid series of of Punches a Hamon barrage. I think he calls it Uh, Mm -hmm. But he gets completely wrapped up in hair. His arms are bound to him. Uh, The hair is all wrapped around his torso He's getting wrapped to a tree (laughs) His blood is getting sucked out yet again Mm-hmm. Blueford in
0: his taunts keeps dropping in French phrases for some reason, and you might think that's strange, but you have to recall, Mary, Queen of Scots, also held the title Queen Consort of France for ah. a number of years. So there you go.
1: Damn. It it's all historically accurate. Damn. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's uh I have seen while reading about like this this first part, getting to some JoJo communities where they're like, were were Blueford and Tarukas real knights? because <laughs> everything else was like i think that's actually historically correct what about these guys i mean obviously they're not this huge but, but.
0: <laughs> i mean even Tarucus wasn't that huge until he was a zombie
1: that's true he got embiggened once he was a zombie
0: i i also wish that uh the, the black knight blueford had been paired with the blue knight blackford rather than <laughs> Tarucus. yeah it would have been fun
1: that would be that'd be fun but yeah, while JoJo is all wrapped up in hair, uh, Blueford leaps into the air with his sword drawn, his very long sword, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and goes to to behead JoJo. His legs are still free, and so he kicks the sword because Hamon can also be conducted very well <laughs> through steel, through metal. Yeah, through metal, yeah, And so the Hamon travels up the sword, goes through the handle, and just melts Blueford's arm clean off his body. <laughs> <laughs> it gets all goopy and it just falls right off
0: and, and so jojo defeats blueford we were expecting a, a special hero boy but then there there are hero boys so special that they can make flowers bloom yes. and resurrect zombies to lay them to peaceful rest
1: yeah it's uh, a <laughs> yeah he does a, a a a big barrage of punches and that hormone travels through blueford onto the ground causes all those flowers to bloom blueford is slowly being resurrected into a normal man again but while that's happening he goes to again kill jojo and jojo just like just turns around to leave and doesn't retaliate and that's what causes blueford to to stay his sword and realize like god damn this dude is so honorable what a man
0: (laughs) yeah like he he has jojo on his knees as, as he comes down to behead him whoa how the tables have turned blueford because jojo refuses to flinch blueford refuses to kill him
1: yeah and blueford has a little talk about you know how honorable jojo is what a hero he is you know you could have killed me but instead i have been been revived as a normal human being to live out my last moment as you know with a soul again or whatever mm-hmm. uh and he's got a going away present uh that, oh, yeah. that sword
0: he won't be using it anymore because he's dead raised and then dead but properly now <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah he gives jojo the sword which was already had a name emblazoned on it luck but he goes mm-hmm. you know what it can't just be luck i gotta i gotta change this up and he takes it and with his own blood it draws a p on it so now it's pluck <laughs> <laughs> okay it's weird but
0: he was really working with what he had you know there, there aren't a lot of options yeah luck
1: cluck No, yeah, he's gonna give him the chicken sword. No, no, he's an honorable man. Yeah here pluck and see Yeah, he Blueford disintegrates and leaves just his armor behind in a beautiful field of flowers that have grown from him (laughs) And then trucus just comes in and fucking stops all over the armor (laughs) You know what blueford sucked he was a spineless dog. He loved to fight with honor not me though I'm just huge And then he just fucking huge He just he just shouts, I have a sword as big as a man. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally the line. I have a sword as big as a man. (laughs) Factual and
0: what are you gonna do about it, huh? Huh? What? Yeah. Uh so it is time for our our hero trio, I I guess our quartet, because we have Poco uh, in tow. Poco in Toko. Uh (laughs) and so in order to get away, it's time for another Hamon superpower. (laughs) life magnetism overdrive
1: (laughs) yes because living things uh and and just about everything has some amount of hormone in it they're able trees don't breathe trees don't (laughs) breathe yeah they don't have blood either they have the
0: sun okay photosynthesis hormone is also the sun it's a lot of things
1: yeah so there's just a big gigantic pile of leaves underneath their feet and so yeah both Joe, and Zeppeli are able to send Hamon through all of the individual leaves so that they get all sucked together so they can make a gigantic glider out of it that they're just holding with their fingertips. And not in the shape of a glider, in the shape of a giant leaf. <laughs> right, yeah, it's in the shape of a giant leaf.
0: Now, a, a, normal, a normal narrative would have shown a different use or a smaller use of life <laughs> magnetism overdrive previously, and so yeah. this escape is still surprising in, in its scale or its creativity, yeah. but there's groundwork laid for it. No, <laughs> we
1: don't. We don't truck with that bullshit. So, we- <laughs> part of part of JoJo pulling shit like this of, of quite frequently is um the the manga and the show just want to they want to go real fast. So <laughs> they don't like to establish a fair amount of things because they just want to fucking go. Mm-hmm. Part of it is also just Iraqis like this would be cool. right now (laughs) did i foreshadow it no i have a lot of respect for this would be cool right like (laughs) in so many other things i would find it frustrating but because jojo establishes very early on that it's just going to do whatever the fuck it feels like (laughs) it's just like a a part of the character of the show i guess i do want to make a comparison here that i thought of a while ago, the way Hamon and other things in JoJo can just suddenly do a new thing that was never established—it uh, reminds me of really old Superman comics where Superman just has a new power randomly. Yes, yes, Silver Age Superman. Yeah, Silver <laughs> Age. That's—I was right actually. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's it's ba- it's very much in line with Silver Age Superman. You know, you know, super knitting or fucking whatever else <laughs> he is doing that issue. Yes, like. That is Super very much, ventriloquism yeah. came up a
0: little mo- more than you might expect.
1: <laughs> yeah. That is very much what JoJo does a lot of the time. What what would serve the narrative right now? What would be cool right now? They can do it probably. Unless they can't. <laughs> Because it adds more tension or something. I don't know.
0: But at least in the Superman case, then they could uh, put a sticker on
1: the cover that says, New Superpower Revealed to try to move <laughs> some more issues. Yeah, new Hamon ability revealed. It uh, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't float quite as much. It's not Superman. So so
0: as we float down, it's time for another uh, flashback. Now we learn the origins of Hamon, or, or at least the origins of Zeppeli's uh, time with Hamon.
1: Yeah. Just many years ago, he was he was just traveling and he ended up in India finding a doctor who appears to be doing essentially what Reiki is mm-hmm. um, but actually healing people's limbs and so all So not that. quite what Reiki yeah, is. Yeah, not quite because <laughs> it actually fucking works. Uh, it isn't bullshit. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, wow, this guy's a more, you know, a better medic than anyone I've ever seen and for some reason mm-hmm. his hands are just leaving a glow behind wh- wherever he touches. And-, and this
0: is specifically a globetrotting quest to try to find a power
1: that can defeat the stone mass. Yes. Yeah. yeah, after he had to kill his dad with the son. <laughs> yeah, talking to the medic, he is informed of of Hamon. And so he goes into Tibet to find the masters of Hamon so he himself mm-hmm. can learn it. And uh, finds a temple in the middle of nowhere. I
0: mean, th- this is just one more way that Jojo is extra, because they don't choose between a mystic in India or a secret Tibetan <laughs> monastery. It's both. It is
1: both, <laughs> yes. But he he makes some big travels and, and, and finds uh, this temple kind of in the middle of a mountain range and meets the master, Ton Petty, mm-hmm. who is definitely not originally named Tom Petty. <laughs> 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 um, but he's more of a heart healer, if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah with, with Master Ton Petty. He agrees to train Zeppeli in the art of Hamon, but when, when they're making this agreement, they shake hands, and Tom Petty tells Zeppeli that he has seen his future, mm-hmm. and if he pursues the mysteries of, of, of Hamon and, and goes along with this, his fate is sealed. Hamon is going to lead him to his death.
0: You know what? That's worth it, he says. Yeah. Uh, if, if that's what it takes to get rid of this stone mask, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm down. committed.
1: It. Yeah, th- this flashback was just happening in Zeppeli's head after Speedwagon was just like, how'd you learn all this shit anyways? <laughs> Zeppeli doesn't tell anybody this. He just thinks it. <laughs> and then thinks to himself. <laughs> he says everything except that Ex- last Except part. the prophecy, yes. Yeah. And yeah, he's thinking like, you know, man, that prophecy, I'm always thinking about it, but I, I just cannot tell anybody. Can't even tell Jojo.
0: Telling Jojo would be a no-no.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then, oops! Tarukus has left into the air and is right b- behind them mm-hmm. in the glider. So, yeah, they, they have sailed down
0: uh, to, I guess, the, the nightly training facility, which is this giant stone tower descending down a cliff. It's built I, into, like, the side of the cliff face. The layout of uh, uh, Wind Knight's lot. I, God, you would have, (laughs) there must be so many stairs in here that everybody looks like JoJo, at least from the waist (laughs) down.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's this big cavern, like, canyon that they're gliding through. Yeah, it's not just that there's a big tower built into the side of this, the the face of the, the canyon here, it's really deep down into it. Mm-hmm. Like it is it is super underground I don't know how the fuck you get down here But yeah, Tarukas tries to to grab Onto the, the glider and cut it up But because there's hormone channeling through it, it just hurts him And he he bounces off and goes flying <laughs> And goes flying into The cliff face where the, this training facility Is, mm-hmm. and while everyone else is Safely landing, they're remarking like Wow, that dude must be super fucking dead He flew like 70 miles an hour into a cliff face <laughs> Looney Tunes style <laughs> But, not but Of he, course
0: he's not. Yeah, he's of fine. course he's not. There's no hamon in stone in stone walls. You yeah, kill a zombie
1: without hamon. He's fine. Uh, instead, he just like appears out of the wreck, out of the the crater he left in the side of the the cliff face, and just starts climbing mm-hmm. to get inside this this facility.
0: So all our heroes need to get into the facility so so they can uh, uh, be protected and, and form a plan. And they are sure that it is full of booby traps. Yes. Although it is very visibly oozing green mist. I don't know <laughs> if that signifies booby traps, so they don't have to mention it.
1: I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's great that they they go like, oh, we have to get in the side where we'll be safe. Hard cut to this this door that has green evil mist <laughs> oozing from <laughs> it. It's really funny. Ugh. Ugh. But Jojo takes the first step in. Mm-hmm. And is immediately caught in a trap <laughs> Yes <laughs> He
0: is now chained uh, uh, wrist to wrist, or no, neck to neck obviously yeah. Uh, to Tarucus, and the chains go through the ceiling and this is suddenly important <laughs> Yeah. Once again, every fight that we're talking about (laughs) in this episode is just a, a stream of explaining things Hamon can and cannot do. Yeah. He could send the Hamon very easily through the steel chain, except it won't go through the stone part that is blocking the the conductivity yes. uh, what the fuck
1: yeah yeah it's it is entirely just a okay i want this cool mat this fight i thought of where they're chained neck to neck to each other and they can you know but then it was just like wait i already wrote a thing where <laughs> hormone travels very easily through metal couldn't he just <laughs> do that well i gotta add it an extra i i don't want to give up on the cool neck chain death match so yeah, and it has to be steel for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> it could just be some other material. I don't know, but yeah, the explanation is is because the chain runs through the ceiling, it's dispersing through the ceiling and can't get all the way through this chain. It's just so slapdash. Yeah, and <laughs> it totally is. Why not have a, a
0: the, the neck shackle constrict your breathing, making your hormone less
1: effective? And it could even just be the chain is too long for hormone to make it all the way through. He could right? just punch the chain and you see the hormone go through and it stops like halfway and he's like, oh no, it's too long for it to go through.
0: Uh, uh, there yeah. are so many ways to make it seem less... Yeah, slapdash.
1: Yeah. The early parts of Jojo are have a little bit more of this in later parts, especially because I think he was still trying to figure out what the fuck Jojo was. Mm-hmm. But throughout, basically any time there's a new part or, or any part of Jojo where they introduce a new... Ability or a new power or system or something. The first several episodes, those rules wildly fluctuate until he finally settles on a thing and then it's that for basically (laughs) the rest of the thing. (laughs) A a lot of this comes from the fact that, you know, it was a weekly manga. Um, Right, right. So things, he was just constantly changing things. But yeah, there's always a point where he kind of reaches like an equilibrium and it's just like, okay, the rules are basically the same throughout now. We're still in that part where she's like, what the fuck does Hamon do? Oh, uh, <laughs> it's life electricity. Uh, anyway, meanwhile, Poco is outside and he
0: wets himself. And then <laughs> right. he tells everybody he did with like, bro, no one's paying attention to you. You do not have to say. It's okay.
1: Yeah. And yeah, Zeppeli and Speedwagon are trying to get in because the door is closed on, on the death match. They can't get back in. Another thing that's weird that's also a little slapdash is like, okay, sure. So Hamon... Zeppeli is like beating his his fist bloody trying to punch down this door Mm -hmm. but it's a thick metal door and it's like well he can channel Hamon through it it's not like he can melt the door okay sure we've only seen Hamon traveling through things and not like destroying them but he does say if this were brick I could punch clean through this but all surrounding the door is brick (laughs) it's all brick (laughs) What are you doing? <laughs> just punch anything around the door. I don't know. <laughs> While they're doing that, Poco is, you know, thinking like, fuck, I just got to get away from these guys. They just attract nightmares and trouble <laughs> towards them. And then he thinks and has a flashback in his head of his own backstory.
0: Yes. And we learned that uh, bullies live in every part of the English countryside. Yeah. Not just where Jojo came from.
1: Yeah. Poco... Is a kid who's been bullied frequently, uh, and after the bullies leave, his sister comes and and gives him a fucking slap across the face, yeah. basically telling him like, "Fucking man up, dude! Like, come on, fight, grow a pair, kid." Yeah, what are you chicken?
0: Well, you gonna cry? You are gonna cry to your big, <laughs> big sister?
1: Fuck you! Yeah, like fucking man up! Like stand up to these dudes. <laughs> and remembering that slap from his sister gives him the courage to help out in this situation because mm-hmm. he he spots a um. There's a small Small, like plus-shaped holes in certain parts of the the walls of this training facility. So he climbs up in there because it's conveniently child-sized. So he's climbing through there to get inside and and try and pull this lever. Zeppelin speedwagon try to stop him because yes. they're sh-
0: they're sure he he will most uh, uh certainly die <laughs> as soon as he, he uh, enters. They can run on water, but you can't grab a kid.
1: Yeah. Poco gets in, they're, they're previously established there is like this this lever just out of reach from the door that might mm-hmm. may have opened it, um, but Poco gets inside and Tarukas immediately spots the very small child that's the size of his, one of his toes um, yeah. and goes to kick the shit out of this kid. But, slams him hard against the wall, like yeah. this kid should be dead. The only reason why Poco didn't die, because again, it was a glancing blow uh, <laughs> only because Jojo Seeing Poco come in yanks really hard in the chain that connects him and Tarukis and is able to pull Tarukas back enough that he only is able to slightly kick this child and send him careening 60 feet in the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah.
0: so, so then when we see Poco, he, he's crawled away from the wall toward this lever. There's a smudge on the wall and, and a trail of something leading up to Poco, and I don't know if that's the child's blood or urine, <laughs> and there is no good answer to this question. No,
1: there really isn't. But yeah, Poco is basically on death's doorstep, it feels like, <laughs> the, the trail of whatever he's leaving behind. But he is able to get to the lever and, and, and lay his body weight on it to open the door to let Zeppeli and, and Speedwagon in. Mm-hmm. And again, Speedwagon relegated to the sidelines because now it is his duty to just cr- just cradle Poco's <laughs> battered child body while Zeppeli does all the work. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Zeppeli thinks once again about the uh, uh, prediction of his death and wonders if today is the moment. And Speedwagon's mind-reading powers are are no help. He he does not understand the the gravity of the moment. As Zeppeli walks forward and challenges Tarucus. Uh, in a, one of the really great uses so far of yeah. the to to be continued music cue, yeah,
1: yeah. The, the I think part of, part of the acts. six
0: we've gotten up to, the, this is the best so far.
1: Yeah, this is one of like the really good uses of roundabout kicking in before the credits because mm-hmm. yeah, it leads up to this really dramatic thing of speedwagon asking you know Zeppeli like, hey, what's wrong? And you just get silence from Zeppeli for several seconds as. Roundabouts, guitar kicks in, uh, and he begins to think to himself, slowly walking towards Tarucus, that this prophecy that he was told, like, it feels like it's about to happen. Like, this he is walking it to his death right now, mm-hmm. going into this fight. And that's the end of the episode. It's so good. It's so good. It's a really good cliffhanger. What, what do you
0: think about Tarucus and Blueford as, as characters, as a double act? I guess they're not a double act anymore. One of them, uh, life died.
1: I'm mixed on them because, like, whenever I think about part one of mm-hmm. JoJo, there's a lot of things I, I think about. Tarukis and Blueford are always kind of what I think of, like the um the they are the roadblock to the main action of part one. So in some <laughs> in some like you got to have some other fights before you get to you know any any big important fights with Dio or, or whoever else, right?
0: Right, right. You got to figure out Hamon, and that means you have to write eight fights that
1: revolve around it. Yeah. <laughs> So I I appreciate the like, you know, showing that, you know, Jojo has to go fight some other go through some other big trials before he can get to Dio or anything on rewatches. This is always the part that I kind of want to skip a tiny bit or at least up to the part where you get to when it's time for Zeppeli and Jojo to fight Tarukas together. Yeah, because the other parts is like, okay, you could kind of skip these parts and not miss too much especially on rewatches but there's still a lot of parts I like about it just the galaxy brain like i need to breathe i'm going to swim deeper underwater thing <laughs> just the the trope that i never really get tired of that's very entertaining to me of like super honorable combatants
0: the way they they must destroy what they love you put a slight twist on it and it's like a satire of fandom <laughs>
1: Yeah, totally. It's just such a well-worn like trope at this point, but there's always something you can do with it that makes me enjoy it. I don't know why. Yeah,
0: yeah. Also, I, I enjoy how once Tarukus is is the last zombie standing, a- as he disparages the uh, Bluford, uh He talks about how he he has no need for clever. What use is clever to a to a man like him? And the yeah. first thing he does is trap them in a booby trap (laughs) that that disables their superpowers like mm, yeah i guess you have some use for clever don't don't sell yourself short
1: yeah so yeah i still enjoy these parts uh there's still a lot of good good little bits but yeah tarukis and blueford their fights are definitely the big part of figuring out like what the fuck does hamon do Mm -hmm. it's like life slash sun electricity kind of slash magnet (laughs) life magnet Mm
0: It's, it's life magnet electricity from the sun that you breathe in your blood.
1: <laughs> simple.
0: It's so simple.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have been exposed to Hamon long enough that like when I think about it, I'm just like, ah, of course, Hamon, simple. <laughs> of course. But then when I watch it, it's like, oh, God, it's a lot of things, isn't it? <laughs> it's a whole lot of stuff. But yeah, what what do you think about these parts? The
0: high point of the series so far is is that last cliffhanger mm-hmm. and the entire uh, Jack the Ripper in the tunnel fight.
1: Yes, Jack the Ripper is really good. <laughs> Jack I, the
0: Ripper is so good.
1: I really enjoy Jack the Ripper's fight, uh, especially because like at that point, the rules are pretty simple: sun kicks equal kill zombie vampires <laughs> yes what more do you need <laughs> even though uh true blueford come later and they're also ridiculous like jack the ripper is very hard to top
0: mm-hmm. zombie
1: wise <laughs> neither of them hid inside a horse that's true it's neither true. of them had knives that they could squeeze out of their body <laughs> also, also just the the juxtaposition of the actual
0: historical jack the ripper <laughs> with all of the the cultural and historical weight on those shoulders, and being treated like okay, uh, for your first knitting project, you're just going to want to do uh, a ten by ten inch square.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's so great that Jack the Ripper is essentially just like a tutorial boss. Yeah. yeah, he's not a serious threat, despite all of the work both history itself and the show does to establish that he's Jack the fucking Ripper. Yeah, <laughs> like. He was mentioned as historical backdrop just to establish mm-hmm. stakes. Then he's a character and then he's dead. <laughs> like, I really love that. What, like previous episode, uh, the previous podcast, when you said you thought very briefly, you thought that Dio may become Jack the Ripper. Yeah. And I thought that makes sense. And it That's does. What something that makes sense would do. And I was like, fuck, dude, Dio being Jack the Ripper would kick ass. But now nah, <laughs> Dio's just going to be Dio. And he's worse than Jack the Ripper, (laughs) apparently.
0: In our next episode, next time you hear from us, we will be finishing part one of JoJo. Part Mm -hmm. one only lasts nine episodes, so only three episodes of Dogs Must Die.
1: It's kind of crazy how short Part One is before we move into He's Part short. Two. It's a sh- it's a shorty shorty short part. Yeah, a lot of people look back on Part One as being like the part of JoJo that's the most forgettable, or like the parts like ah, I don't need to go back and watch that. That's not really JoJo at this point. Mm-hmm. But I really value Part One because it, it both because of how much stuff it sets up and also in its brevity. Yeah, we get through yeah. the story of of Part One so quick, and it's kind of nice actually. There's zero filler in part one. You just go. (laughs) (laughs) The the way it
0: just goes and also the the way the structure does feel kind of like flying by the seat of its pants. Yeah. It communicates a sense of even, you know, the author doesn't want to be in part one for too long.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And this was also, it wasn't Araki's first manga. He had done at least a couple beforehand. Probably most recognizable before this was Bao, B A O H, which was like a biological monster transforming, dude Ooh, stuff. I don't ugh. know. There's like an animated OVA of it uh, that you, that's on YouTube that you can watch. Ah, uh, yes, Root Search. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Root Search. Jesus Christ. But yeah, part one really feels like he wanted to get a story out and done because he didn't know how long it would be picked up for maybe Mm -hmm. i can't really confirm this but yeah it feels like he wants to get something out also like aiming to make a super long-running manga isn't maybe the greatest idea especially when you're earlier on Mm -hmm. because it feels like a lot of a lot of people they they do a lot of short stuff before something actually like strikes a chord with an audience and and becomes something bigger but whoops this one did (laughs) still going
0: (laughs) Uh, so that is it for this episode of uh, Bizarre Podcast, Dogs Must Die, in parentheses, Frog Mischief.
1: <laughs> yeah, every every couple episodes, we should just add on to the title. Never remove <laughs> anything. Dogs Must Die, Frog Mischief. In the next three episodes, we'll probably get something else to add on to the title. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it, we, we've got to keep it relevant, because no dogs were, were harmed, uh, unless you count being given a toy
1: gun harmful, <laughs> and then you're, you're just a weird helicopter parent, honestly. Yeah. Well, I can promise many more dogs will die. It's just, okay. it's not It's not going to be like every other episode. It kind of comes in bursts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dog violence is still going to be uh, a recurring thing. Dog violence, the seasonal uh, occurrence. <laughs> It comes and goes, like my allergies. I would say, at least for part one, the level of dog violence that has happened has made up for not being in every episode. Because one dog literally got burned alive, and another one got eaten by a cat. Mm -hmm. That's pretty high in the dog violence list.
0: Oh, I suppose I should mention this. Uh, Mm -hmm. If I have figured out the, the timeline right... By the time you are hearing this, mm. another uh, podcast where I and someone else talk about a show that is impossible to spoil even by describing Ooh. it is up and running. Uh, my wife and I do a show called Sex Archie where we talk episode by episode about Riverdale, which uh, is this January, which I believe is now, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> is returning for its fifth season. And uh, by the time you hear this, you'll also... Uh, have our uh, most recent bonus episode up where, where we talk about afterlife with Archie the zombie horror comic series that oh, I believe yeah. is the direct antecedent to Riverdale coming to uh, a CW affiliate near you <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right the reason why we first brought up I first brought up the idea of jojo was because of Riverdale I think <laughs> i remember bringing it up and you were just like well i already do this podcast for this other show that's basically like impossible to spoil and is fucking absurd so sure why not yeah yeah uh
0: every every once in a while i just remember a thing that happened in riverdale and i have to check to see if it really did happen and it always has (laughs) yup (laughs) yup
1: no i think that's it stay tuned for more jojo stay tuned for more jojo everybody have a great day yeah see you later everybody